Hi, I'm Chief D, and you're listening to A Totally Warranted Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things Chief, from how to become one, to when to retire, and everything in between. In this podcast, we'll discuss topics surrounding your board packet, attending school, life as a warrant officer, and beyond. So grab your favorite beverage and sit back as I take you on the journey of life as a chief. Hello, 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 and welcome to a Totally Warranted Podcast, your go-to resource for valuable insights and advice on navigating the world of the Army Warrant Officer. I'm your host, Chief D. If you aren't following us on Facebook or Instagram, then you have most likely missed the affirmation of the week, but have no fear, I'm going to share it with you here today. This week's affirmation is, this week I will reflect. This week I will reflect on the road traveled to get me to where I am today. I will determine the steps I needed to take and the paths I could have detoured over. Mostly, I will reflect on the lessons learned and the importance of them in my life so I may share them with those traveling the road behind me. Reflecting on this past week, I absolutely have to share with you. I had the opportunity to participate in an event that made me so proud to be an Army Warrant Officer. On Friday, I performed my second re-enlistment ceremony as a Warrant Officer. As many of you know, you can't perform an oath of enlistment until you're promoted to CW2. So this has been a really awesome experience for me. I participated in one early last year. And so this second one was for a young corporal that I worked with for the last year. At one point, it was only him and I in our section and we built an amazing bond. I've watched him grow and become empowered to sit in meetings that he previously thought only chief could sit in. I've watched him brief division leadership and become an invaluable asset to the mission command team. To say I was honored to perform his ceremony would be an extreme understatement. Days and even events like this, where we get to celebrate the potential of soldiers coming up behind us are truly special to me. At the end of the ceremony, I gave him something near and dear to me. It was one of the last copies of my walk class coin I let him know that he had all the potential in the world to accomplish his dreams and that I'd be waiting for him to make the decision to cross over. Have you participated in a re-enlistment ceremony as a warrant officer? If so, pop on over to Facebook and IG and tell me how it went. Okay, let's recap. In our last episode, we discussed the journey to get you to walks, what it looks like after you've been selected and up until you report to first walk. If you haven't listened to episodes two and three, you'll want to double back to those to ensure that you are up to date. In today's episode, we'll be discussing two informative blog posts from our blog, a totally warranted blog, that address the questions and uncertainties warrant officers face after completing the warrant officer candidate school and the warrant officer basic course. Of all the questions I've been asked in this journey, these are some of the topics that I get asked about the most. So let's dive in. Our first subject is what happens after I've successfully graduated walks? Well, that's a great question. Let's explore. So to provide you with the best opinions and not just my own, I sent out a survey a little while ago. So these are the top five things you should do once you've finished walks. Number five, reach back to someone who's getting ready to go and give them some updated advice. What can I say? The tea is always best when it's fresh, Chief. So make sure you're doubling back and giving someone coming up behind you some good advice to help them get through. 
If you don't know who to share it with, feel free to share it with me and I'll post updated content on recent graduate stories. As a matter of fact, send me an email at chiefd at totallywarranted.com. It'll be in the show notes and let me know if you'd like to interview and I got you. Number four, enjoy the moment. You've accomplished something big. This isn't just business as usual. Make sure you take the time to celebrate the win, no matter how small you think it is. You've overcome stress, anxiety, tears, fear, and now it's paid off. So make sure you sit in this moment and you enjoy it before strapping up your boots and doing it again for the basic course. Number three, maintain your physical readiness. I know in the last episode, I told you to prepare for walks, get ready and stay ready. Well, we're still in the stay ready phase here. Finishing this course should have you in some of the best shape of your life. Continue to improve. The training doesn't stop at the dot. If you haven't noticed, you'll be required to take an ACFT in every course you attend. So be ready. Number two, regulation is key. Study them well. Now that the candidate phase of training is over and you're officially a warrant officer, you have magically transitioned into the subject matter experts of all things Army. Make sure you're knee deep in the regulation. My basic course instructor used to say, study long, study wrong. You got selected because you have the potential to succeed. All you have to do now is prove to the board that they got it right. The basic course isn't designed to teach you everything you need to know about your job. It's meant to certify your knowledge. You are already the expert. Time to showcase it. Number one, this should sound familiar to you. If you listen to episode three, you might even know what this is already. The top thing you need to do once you graduate walks is remain flexible. Things change quickly and you don't want to be stuck with one construct of how things should go in your head while having to complete them a completely different way. When my class graduated candidate school, several of our classmates were stationed at Fort Jackson, which is the location of the Soldier Support Institute and the 420 Alpha basic course. They were pulled into an impromptu basic course due to COVID and graduated a month before our original start date. Stay flexible, my friends. Now that WOX is complete, let's talk about the Warren Officer basic course. Now this course isn't like WOX. It's going to be specific to your branch and warrant officer MOS. For me, that means Fort Jackson and the SSI. The school itself is going to certify your knowledge base before they release you into the wild. The time frame of the course varies by MOS, with some being as short as six weeks and others as long as four months, and our aviators are even longer than that. Once you graduate, however, you are the chief. So here are 10 tips for the newly graduated chief as found in my blog, 10 pieces of advice for the Warren Officer Basic Course graduate. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you. Number 10, network, network, network. I know I started talking about this in episode three. Make sure you're networking. It's truly one of the greatest chief superpowers when you've harnessed the energy of networking properly. At this point, there probably isn't a problem I can't solve with the right phone call. And just to show you how important this is, I'll let you in on a little secret. Okay, bring it in close. Here at The Great Place, we have a warrant officer group chat, but it's for the whole base. We've got over 260 warrant officers in it and climbing. 
there has never been a problem in this chat that has stayed a problem past four messages. We are our Womi's keeper. Keep up the good work. Number nine, be present. Long gone are the days where a chief was summoned with a pot of coffee and disappeared while seemingly still being in the office because, I mean, her headgear is right there. Being seen in your unit isn't a stain on your chief credentials. It actually shows the soldiers what right looks like. Being present within the organization has ensured that I've earned the trust and confidence of not only my commander, but my soldiers. They know that even if chief is physically gone for the moment, she always has their back. Number eight, let NCOs be NCOs. Now, I'm not going to say let's stay out of NCO business because NCOs are our business, but I will say that there are certain activities that were meant for an NCO to complete. Allow them the space, flexibility, and opportunity to grow in their positions. They are not who we used to be. Some of them need additional development. Some of them are new and want to learn all they can, and some of them are our future replacements. But you'll never know who is who if you don't allow them to do their jobs. Don't step on their toes, but also don't sit there and watch something you know that is morally, ethically, or legally wrong happen either. There's a balance. Number seven, keep up that physical and mental shape. Everyone is so quick to try and figure out where a chief is for PT. Well, in most cases, we do PT, just not with you. And if you know, you know. But just like physical fitness, you have to keep up your mental toughness. This job can feel lonely and isolating at times. You can feel overwhelmed and frustrated, but that's normal. As a quiet professional, you have to ensure that you're keeping your mind clear and your resiliency up so that you can remain the sounding board and trusted advisor for your organization. There is nothing wrong with seeking help. Behavioral health isn't a crutch. It's helped me through sometimes, and I encourage anyone who is feeling unlike themselves to go. Number six, observe, don't bulldoze. When you first get to your unit, it's time to check it out. Take notes and figure out recommendations to make it a smoother organization. You don't want to go in there guns drawn, shooting down everything that you see on day one. It'll make those around you hesitant to want to talk to you and make it harder for you to see what the true problems are, or even better, what their true strengths are. So make sure you're taking the time to really see them. Number five, find your senior warrant now. Yes, right now. Go. This person is gonna be a huge part of your life at this stage. They are a sounding board, a mentor, a listening ear. They may also be more than one, depending on what kind of unit you're in. Currently, I have, let's see, three senior warrant officers. I have the senior tech in my MOS on the base, which is a CW5. I have the senior tech of my MOS within the division, which is a CW4. And I have my senior tech in my brigade, which is not my MOS, but also a CW4. These three warrant officers are always there when I call. They help me make tough decisions and provide me with a sounding board for my ideas. They're also in positions where they can assist me with things like reviewing my eval when it's time and suggesting follow-on positions. They are an invaluable resource. Make sure that you're communicating with them. Number four. 
find a seat at the table where the decisions that are impacting your position or your job in the organization are being made so that you can provide assistance and information useful to those who have the final decisions. These seats aren't always easy to find and they aren't always willing invites, but if you allow yourself to receive backed-in news, you're always stuck actioning someone else's plan, which you know could probably be better. Or you're given instructions which are half-cocked and don't meet regulatory information because the people who were deciding the plan didn't have that information at the point of decision-making. So find your way to the table. Number three, the commander's priorities are your priorities. Know what they are and align yourself with them. So ensure you're doing what you know is correct, not just following blind. You are an advisor and a technical expert for a reason. Act like it. Number two, you are the expert. What does that mean exactly? That means as soon as you pinned, you are looked at as the expert in your field. People rarely question your guidance and know that you have the answers. Do not lose that credibility. The way you lose it is simple. Shoot from the hip instead of knowing or researching. The absolute best thing that you can do when asked a question that you're not prepared to answer is to let the person know you'll get back to them with an answer. Then do just that. Get back to them. Follow up in a timely manner and you'll retain your status as a trusted advisor and subject matter expert. Number one, I won't beat this one into the ground because you've heard it before. That's right. You've guessed it. Remain flexible. Remember your why, stick to your values, and remember, as newly transitioned officers, you swore an oath. But unlike the enlisted oath where you swear to obey the orders of the officers appointed over you, in this oath... The officer oath, you swore to uphold the duties and responsibilities of the position in which you have been appointed. That means you are working to ensure that you are the best at your job and not that you make the most friends or you get the most credit for your work, simply that you do your job to the best of your abilities. There, you have it. All the guidance you need for post-walks and post-wobic in 25 minutes or less. If you found the insights in today's episode helpful, make sure that you share a totally warranted podcast with anyone who may benefit from it. Like and subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest updates and valuable content for warrant officers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of a totally warranted podcast. Next week on the podcast, we'll be discussing something a little bit different. Next week, we will discuss how to manage your mind and your time as a new warrant officer. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I've posted links in the show notes of all the resources I mentioned, like the blog posts. I look forward to chatting with you again next week, and I'll talk to you later. Stay motivated, keep pushing forward, and remember that your dedication as a warrant officer is totally warranted. You're listening to... A Totally Warranted Podcast, a podcast by Chief for Chief. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, would you mind leaving a review? A review lets others know that this podcast is worth their time and will help them on their journey to embodying Chief. We'll see you next time.